the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. And welcome back to another episode of No Butts About It. It is Tuesday, January 2nd. I am in a dorm room in Steubenville, Ohio. Chuss is in a basement in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I just got off the phone with my mom and she said I sound extremely tired. So if I do sound extremely tired, I apologize. I have had a long day. In fact, um, Chuss might have noticed on the video cam that I'm drinking a Bush a Bush beer. Uh, I do like Bush beer. This is not what I intended to grab and open. I intended to grab a Dr. Pepper, which is in no way the same color as this can, and drink a Dr. Pepper, but... I opened a bush beer, so now I'm drinking a bush beer. Um, so that tells you how tired I am. It's been a long day. Hey, man, I, I feel that. My, my long days are yesterday, more or less. I, I We were going to f- record yesterday, and we ended up recording today. Um, Josh had work until 10, and um, I had been up since like 6, 37, classes all day. Then I had the night class up until 9 o'clock. And by the time, like, I got home, um, I almost – I was, like, trying to stay awake. And uh, Josh was trying to get off of work at 10, and it, it just didn't end up working out. But yeah, um, Yesterday anybody... was terrible. Yesterday was yeah. a horrible day. I, I don't want to get into it. This is a safe place for the listeners. This is a safe place for us. Let's just – yesterday's in the past. What oh, is yeah, it? but what... I'm just, just saying, like, yeah, it's just yeah. – I, I relate in a way of being tired because right. yesterday I was exhausted, so – What isn't in the past, and I actually don't know because you didn't tell me, is you've been wearing Chiefs stuff all day. You currently have a Chiefs bandana on and a Chiefs hoodie. Yes. Why? So my um, thing was, is back in 2020, I was rooting hardcore for the Chiefs so much that I actually bought a Patrick Mahomes t-shirt and headband because I wanted the San Francisco 49ers to lose so badly, so unbelievably badly back in 2020. And my friends told me that I wouldn't do it, and I did. So, okay. And then the hoodie was actually – so the one kid that I actually ended up hanging out with today, which in clarification before we recorded this podcast, I was with two friends earlier, and um, I don't see them a lot. The one works a full-time job. The other one's also at college. Um, he actually, the one kid actually ended up giving me this Kansas city chiefs hoodie as a hand-me-down because it didn't fit him anymore. And me and him were at the store together the one day. And he told me like, I'm going to buy this chiefs hoodie. And I was like, I think you should. And I was like, I was like, you know, if you don't buy it, I will. And he was like, nah, I'm a bigger chiefs fan than you. And then he ended up buying it. And then as like a little, like, we're going to keep it in the, uh, the lineage he gave it to he gave it to me, and then he said that there's probably nobody else that's gonna be smaller than me coming up, so I can just donate it after I'm done. But in respect of him, I wore both today. Um, still rooting hardcore for the Eagles, but also um, figured I would support the Chiefs today because I'm not gonna be wearing Chiefs stuff next week. So man, you bounce around more than a tennis ball at the Olympics, man. You're back and forth. Hey, man, it's not a bad thing to uh, support a bunch of teams and uh, have fun. Do so. they play tennis in the Olympics? I don't know where that came from. I assume, yeah, they got tennis, right? Probably. I guess. I don't, I, I don't watch the Olympics typically. You're, you're just swinging back and forth, man. Hey, man, listen, I have I have Chiefs hoodie. I have a Chargers hoodie. I have a Tennessee Titans jersey. I have multiple Steeler jerseys. I have Eagles stuff. I have a Jacksonville Jaguars jersey. I have a Miami Dolphins jersey. I mean, like, yes, like, Steelers are always top tier, but it's always, you know, fun to support the teams, and 
granted, I'm not like the bandwagon friend that I have on my Snapchat that literally was like, had his Bengals jersey on. And then as soon as they lost, he was like, yeah, I always knew Patrick Mahomes was going to win. Like, let's go. Like, I mean, I wasn't rooting for the Chiefs. Like, I mean, I was rooting for the Chiefs over the Bengals, obviously, because AFC North rivals. But when it comes to the Chiefs themselves, like, it's Eagles over Chiefs. Like, I want Minshew to get that ring. Like, it, it's it's still hands down. Now, if it was the Chiefs versus the 49ers, you would catch me in Chiefs gear for the rest of the week. I so, just, I just but, can't take you seriously because you're wearing all Chiefs stuff saying you want the Eagles to win. Isn't that fun? Yeah, that, that is fun. Um, anyway, let's get into the big news. That is Tom Brady retired again yesterday at 8.30 because I slept until 8.45, so I was not on top of it. I was 15 minutes late. Um, Tom Brady retired. On the beach, he recorded a video, said, guys, I'm done. I'm My essay was last time. Uh, Gronk, welcome back to the two-times retired club. And right now he has not retired a Patriot. Robert Kraft is going to try hard to get him to come back and retire a Patriot. Um, he said he's going to do everything in his power to get Tom Brady to come back and retire a Patriot. So I wonder if Tom maybe isn't feeling great with the New England Patriots. Maybe there's still some hostility there for some reason. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to tell. I mean, obviously, he played the last, what, three seasons? Three seasons, correct? Last three seasons with Tampa Bay. I mean, it doesn't always happen that way where the the player that, you know, started their team or, like, where they started at the beginning of of their career, like, ends up retiring there. It doesn't always happen that way. I mean, there's a lot of players that do end up doing that. But um, the one thing with Tom is that maybe since he won a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay more recently than he won one with New England, even though it wasn't that big of a gap, um, maybe he just figures, well, I'm just going to retire, you know, as a Buccaneer. But I mean, you know, in my opinion, for that sake, like for in that case scenario, I totally would have retired as a um, as a New England Patriot just because you won six there. It's not like you won like like two there or something and you wanted one in tampa mm-hmm. and you stayed there and you're just like oh i'm gonna retire in tampa like you won six like that's where you became the generational talent you you brought new england to their only six you know you know world only, championships only or six they've only yeah six right i know but like it's not like new england before was like they had already won two or three oh yeah before yeah. before tom brady before tom brady they hadn't won any and then when tom brady got there they the whole team was just dominant because of him. So like they had been dominant for like decades at this point. Like it had to have been almost two decades. Yeah. He's so. played, played. Yeah. Because he's played 23 years. Three of those years we said were with the Buccaneers. Yeah. I mean, it would be 20 years. So, and it was a dominating run for Tom Brady. Like he was, he was in like what, like with Tampa Bay, he was in, or not Tampa Bay with new England. He was in what? Nine Super Bowls. Yeah, because because he six, lost two to Eli and one to Nick Foles. Yeah, so that's nine Super Bowls. That means that he, like, that's really good ratio. Like, <laughs> you, like twenty in twenty of them in twenty years with New England, he went to almost like it, it, almost a full decade's worth of Super Bowls. Right. I mean, so it's, it's incredible. I think so you like, have to, yeah. if you're New England, even if he doesn't retire a Patriot which I'd be shocked if he doesn't because um, if he doesn't, that e- that means two things. Either he's not really done or it means that New England really did something to piss him off. Those That's the only two things it could mean because Tom Brady and New England Patriots were synonymous for so many years. I mean, even now, if you think of Tom Brady, nine out of ten times you think of him in a Patriots jersey. Yeah, I don't think of him in a Tampa Bay right. because they won one Super Bowl and then the two years after, like following that, they were terrible. Like they, they, I mean, I wouldn't say terrible. The divisional one, they they lost in the divisional to the Rams by three, and and stuff like that. But it wasn't like it didn't feel as correct as like New England because like Tom Brady was playing before I even was like walking, like 
uh, before I was even born, you know, 23 seasons, I'm only 20 years old. So like uh, he, he had been in a Patriots Jersey for that long that like the only thing I ever knew him in was a new England Jersey. So for like people, even for you, for example, like seeing him in a Tampa Jersey is just odd. Like he needs, in my opinion, I think he should retire as a Patriot, whether he does or doesn't is not our decision it's his and if they if him and robert Kraft can get a deal done but i mean i i've you've seen players before like i mean i can't think of them off the top of my head but like i i you've seen players before like in any professional sports that may have started their career with somebody and then end it somewhere else and then they just say i'm retiring as a dolphin or i'm retiring as a charger it'll be a one-day contract that. Yeah, like Philip Rivers, like you know, he he didn't he like retire as a um he retired and then he started out somewhere else though, didn't he? He right? he went to the Colts, but I think you're right. I think he did retire a Charger. But the th- the big thing is if I think if he doesn't retire a Patriot, he goes into the Hall of Fame as a Buccaneer. Yeah. So, so um, that's also very true. So, so I guess they're trying to that would be the that would be a big thing as well because I mean every Hall of Famer has had their weird team. Very few players that I can think of have stayed with the whole team their whole life. I mean even Jerry Rice. Jerry yeah, Rice mean, all, played on the Seahawks. Yeah, no I mean, one no one pictures Jerry Rice in a Seahawks jersey. I mean JJ Watt, you know, he's going to be in that same dra- that same class with um right. Tom Brady and he ended up in Arizona. He was in Houston for most of his career. He ended his career in Arizona. But the I only think... one that I can think of over the last couple of years would be Ben Roethlisberger. He he stayed with the Steelers right. his entire career. But other than that, it's so rare. I mean, you bring up a good point, but it, you do you really want your like 3-year team that you had at the end of the season be the one that because isn't since Gronk retired, is he? I, I don't know. I don't follow New England sports. Is he a Buccaneer then, or is he a Patriot? I don't know. I don't know for sure. Um, because I never got like confirmation on that. Obviously, I don't follow like local New England sports all that much, just because out of all teams that I will probably never support unless there's a stud pit player that plays for them. Um, Oh, yeah, also, adding to my uh, repertoire of clothing that I have, I also have a Buffalo Bills DeMar Hamlin t-shirt. So, thank you. I don't know what – none of these articles tell me who he retired as or what he retired as, Rob Gronkowski. But, I mean, that I feel is a little different. Like, obviously, Gronk is known for playing with the Patriots. But, like, Tom Brady – I mean, he's even different from J.J. Watt because Tom Brady was the face of football forever. He... And yeah, but but I mean, I'm just saying, like in general, I mean, like all these teams have fluke teams and stuff. But mm-hmm. like, it's gonna be interesting to see it. You know, J.J. Watt's gonna if J.J. Watt ends up going into the Hall of Fame as a um, he'll go in as a Cardinal. I think. I don't think he'll want to go back to the Texans. I don't think he'll retire as a Texan. Yeah. So okay, and then but he didn't but win like, a Super Bowl either. Yeah, which is very crazy that's, for that's somebody like That's important as well. That's an important – he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but that's an important thing too. I mm-hmm. feel like if you win a Super Bowl with a team, there's more pull to retire with that team, whereas J.J. Watt didn't ever win a Super Bowl, unfortunately. Um, and Peyton, Tom Brady won one with Tampa. Right. Six with, yeah, and Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning won one with both the Colts and the Broncos. So he has two Super Bowls. But he went back with the Colts. But I, I think I think there was a mutual understanding with Peyton Manning that the reason he was traded, or I can't remember if he was traded or just left in free agency um, because of his neck injury that he had. Yeah. I, I think there was a mutual understanding between Peyton Manning and the Colts why that was happening. And... He, he's always seemed like a guy who still loves Indianapolis as a city. And I think he knew that he needed to come back to Indianapolis and retire as a Colt, which he did. He's in the hall of fame as a Colt. And that's not to say they don't acknowledge his Broncos career for people that 
don't understand or don't know what we're talking about. Obviously, they're, it's not like we're cutting out, like, oh, he retired a Colt. Those three years that he played for the Broncos don't count or however long it was. But it is – I think the people of New England do want Tom Brady back. They want him to retire a Patriot. They're going to retire his jersey no matter what. He'll probably get a few statues. Um, yeah. He's – He's, I mean, like you said, for two decades, he was the face of football. He was the face of the Patriots. It, He was the guy. Everyone knew who Tom Brady was. Even if you didn't follow the NFL, you know Tom Brady. That's the one name everyone knew. Um, I don't know of any careers outside of maybe like Michael Jordan, Bill Russell maybe. Very few guys who had careers that are um, comparable to Tom Brady's. Tom Brady had a phenomenal career, was a great player, annoyed the hell out of me as a kid because he always beat Peyton Manning and the Colts, and I was a Colts fan growing up. But, I mean, it's cool to be able to have seen him play. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing with the Steelers growing up in Pittsburgh. As a Steelers fan, um, it's kind of tough whenever in the entire decade of like, oh yeah, you had five years where you actually had a very solid team and like three or four of those years you get knocked out by the Patriots. It's one of the most frustrating things in the world when it's the same team beating you every year. Like it's like we had our top team going into the like AFC championship in the one year and we lost to the Patriots. And I cannot explain to you how much I could not stand it because it was like they were going back to the Super Bowl and like I was like the Steelers like granted had just been in one in 2011 that's fine but like that was the era of like Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown Ben Roethlisberger and Chris Boswell like the king like the killer bees as they call it called it at that time and like it was just such a generational moment for the Steelers and Tom Brady just had the dynasty there they just had the dynasty yeah. every single year it was like they would have like these random players like Tom Brady would just make into stars like Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan. Like, Julian Edelman, like, people are arguing for his Hall of Fame candidacy when he relatively average wide receiver. Yeah, Pretty, and it's, it's crazy. Like it's just like Chris Hogan, same thing. Like, dude was like an average random wide receiver that they picked up off like waivers or free agency or whatever. But then like he was just he balled out in, mm-hmm. in New England for a while and like it, and like it's same thing with the running backs and like they've they've just had a fair share of just like just a, like a dynasty in new england and it, i mean it's kind of weird not seeing them in the playoffs i'm fine every with year it. i'm fine i mean i'm it's okay. oh, it's trust okay. me I, I mean i'm fine with it but like it gets weird because you're like oh shoot new england's not in it and then you're just like eh cool they deserve it because they knocked out the steelers and the colts and the Bengals or whatever it's yada 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 for so many years or whatever so well they're they're fans that are our age don't know what to do because they're not used to that and it's kind of funny to watch but yeah i mean i saw a thing and i don't remember who said it and i wish that i did this isn't mine but they said tom brady wasn't the best regular season quarterback that was peyton manning and he wasn't the best postseason quarterback that was joe montana but he was the best at both and that's what makes him the greatest Mm-hmm. He was the best at like combining the two and making it work. Yeah, because he didn't like. It was one of those things where it's like he there would be seasons where they would only be like eleven and five, and stuff, and they would go in and win the Super Bowl. It wasn't like they had like like you look at like the Super Bowl teams this year with the Chiefs and the Eagles. Like they're both the number one seeded teams. They both have what two three losses apiece. Mm-hmm. So I know Philly has three. So um kansas city too maybe um but either way like like it's one of those things where it's like tom brady could be like he he could get relatively done when it mattered in the season he would clutch up in big drives at the postseason and then win the super bowls right and like you talk about the atlanta falcons one like that's crazy 28 to 3 like how like he managed the dang comeback like that is crazy and people people forget that wasn't against like a fluke Falcons team. Matt Ryan that was, was a 
solid Falcons. Matt team. Ryan was the MVP that season, and Julio Jones was in his prime. And Julio Jones mm-hmm. is probably a Hall of Famer. I mean, you look at Julio Jones now. He played for the Bucks, played for the Titans the last two years. And he's old. You can tell he's not that great. Da-da-da-da-da. Julio Jones, when he was in his prime, was a force to be reckoned with. And at one point, oh Matt Ryan and God. Julio Jones were the two most feared players in the NFL. It as crazy. weird of a sentence as that is to say after watching both of them play this past year. Um, we do have to move on because it's been 20 minutes. But yeah, this isn't the Tom Brady show, unfortunately. This is not the Tom Brady show. There are plenty of other shows that would love to talk about Tom Brady all day. That is not this one, though. Um, we do respect him, though. There is some more news that I'm not, like, super happy to report. Actually, I'm not happy at all to report it. Um, and so, okay, before I say this, we don't know a lot. I'll say that. And if I hadn't been advocating for the Bengals to trade this player, I would probably need somebody else to re I would probably have Chess repeat this story. Um, but Joe Mixon, the Bengals starting running back is currently wanted for arrest for aggravated menacing, which I didn't know what that was. So I Googled it. And apparently it's basically like making someone feel threatened with a weapon. So like, yeah. Yeah. And now they're reporting. I just pulled it up. It said, uh, this is according to J J three football. That's their handle. JPA football, uh, news outlet is Bengals. Joe Mixon allegedly pointed a gun at a woman and said, you should be popped in the face. I should shoot you now. The police can get me. And he's reporting that per uh, local 12 WKRC TV in Cincinnati. So not a great look for Joe Mixon. He's had stuff and had problems in the past with, I believe an assault charge that was eventually dropped. Um, but I, and this, this isn't like, justifying like it doesn't make it okay but i was like okay joe mixon isn't playing well Bengals need money let's trade him he's got a big contract or we can cut him and save 10 million dollars if we cut him before june 1st some we've got some aj we can draft a running back in the league now it's like it kind of seems like the Bengals don't have a choice obviously we don't know what's going to come of this hopefully everything works out okay hopefully no one gets hurt that's what we want that's what's most important but Joe Mixon is wanted for um, aggravated menacing. So if you're a Bengals fan, then that question that lots of fans have been asking of what to do with Joe Mixon may be answering itself in one of the most unfortunate ways possible. But just kind of pray that everything works out. Um, do you have anything to say about that, Chuss, Or um, I was just going to say, like, it's kind of crazy because the report that I read said it happened like right around when the Bills game happened, so like the divisional round. Um, I mean, I don't know how true that is, but like if that happened like during the like divisional round weekend, that was like almost two weeks ago, and like it just is kind of crazy to me that like now reports are starting to come out about it because like Joe Mixon played in the in the uh, AFC Championship, so like I'm surprised like Joe Mixon hadn't been like, you know, had an arrest warrant out like the Monday after the Buffalo game. They, um, they probably, I, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know much about it. So like, I, I didn't read too deep into it other than I saw on the one headline for one of the stories. It was pre bills game. So I guess probably they, needed to collect evidence. That would probably make they sense. They needed yeah, to get evidence a, to get a yeah. warrant that needed to go through processing. And I mean, that's a pretty hefty claim accusing an NFL player of pulling a gun on you. That's a very big claim, especially when they're playing yeah. in the playoffs. Because I'm sure if at some point in history, if it hasn't happened, it will happen, that a fan has accused an NFL player of doing something in an attempt to prevent them from playing in a playoff game. Yeah, exactly. So like, that no might – Like just – yeah. They might have just been being very careful with this. But – and it makes you wonder, though, if they would have gathered enough evidence in time and the Bengals would have won on Sunday, like, how would that have changed everything going into the Super Bowl? I feel like that could have 
I mean, it wouldn't have screwed you guys up too bad, but like, geez, like that Samaj was- P. Ryan, Super it Bowl MVP. Been, it would have been a shock to the system. That's all for Bengals oh, fans for sure. and, bang- and for the Bengals like team itself. It's like you're running with Mixon, and the next thing you know, you you have to run with P. Ryan because your teammate is right now arrested for potential ag- aggravated menacing. Like, can, so, can we can we just wait a few more? Imagine if the Bengals won, though. Like, what, if they were like, if they're like, yeah, you can play in the Super Bowl, and then we'll wait. And then the Bengals won the Super Bowl, and oh, then be, he oh. gets a ring, and then the Monday after they serve the they arrest warrant. Our, they, uh, that, would that would be, be horrible. That'd be a terrible situation because you you wouldn't be able to celebrate. Yeah. Cause then it it just turns into a horrible thing on the Bengals organization. Maybe in all honesty, maybe it worked out. Yeah, I I hate to I hate to be like that, but maybe maybe it's a good thing that this didn't happen for you guys this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe you guys will have a like. Did you see? I know you liked the picture. Did you see that random prediction the guy had? Yes. Like it was like, oh, these are my predictions. I I don't think it's real, but it, but if if it is accurate by some wild stretch. You guys are going to be winning the Super Bowl in the next three years, so you guys are fine. <laughs> I think it's a guy who knows how to use Photoshop. Um, yeah, I, I I agree, but if it was real, it's so funny because then Bengals to the Super Bowl. Bengals are going to win after the Jacksonville Jaguars do. Whatever, whatever. Um, No, yeah, I thought about it. When I saw that report, I was like, okay, I've been advocating for the Bengals to trade and or cut Joe Mixon to save money for the big three, which is Burrow, Chase, and Higgins. Um, then we've also got Logan Wilson, who is going to need paid. And so we have all these guys we need money for. We can draft a running back in the second round. So is it a terrible situation? Yes. Is it a huge shock to the organization and their plans? I don't think so. I don't think we're going to be – like if it was Burrow or Chase or – Higgins or someone like that, that'd be different. But there's a possibility that the Bengals were going to cut and or trade Higgins or not Higgins, Mixon anyway. So I think the Bengals will be okay. Obviously this sucks, but got to find a silver lining somewhere. Hopefully the woman's okay. That's the most important thing. If this did happen, it's an allegation. Now want to clarify that always um, innocent until proven guilty. That's my stance on, pretty much everything. So as long if, if it did happen, I hope the woman's okay. I hope she's able to get the proper therapy or help that she needs. And I mean, I hope Mixon gets punished if this did happen, but right now it's an allegation. Let's move on to something that isn't jail related. And uh, this is a conversation that Chuss was telling me he was having with his father Mr. Chuss, and uh, yes. what what were you and Mr. Chuss discussing? So this was around – this was divisional weekend. So this was like two, three weeks ago. This was uh, during the um, – it was uh, during the Buffalo Bills-Cincinnati uh, Bengals game. Um, basically, we were talking about the tight end situations with all the teams that were in, the, that were in it at the time, and we kind of like – were just because Buffalo was obviously losing at this point and they were losing pretty badly. I mean, Cincinnati kind of stomped on them. I mean, that's just, that's just a fact, but we, um, when we were talking about it, I'll let you have your glory. Um, gotta have my moment. Yeah, of course there aren't too many of them, but, but when we were lit, when we were talking about it, we were kind of reminiscing on like, just past um, Super Bowl champs and just different things like that. And we kind of came to a conclusion that like over like, you know, you can bring in the Steelers into this and you can bring in all these other teams and stuff. And this isn't all, this isn't, there's always that one off team here and there that this doesn't fall under, but we came to this idea and I don't know if you'll agree with this or the people at home will agree with this, but we really feel that the tight end is a crucial position for a team to succeed and win the Super Bowl. And there have been a lot of success over the last couple of years with teams that have solid tight ends. And there's been success with teams that haven't. Like, for example, in 2022, LA didn't really have that solid of a tight end. 
but Higby was good enough that they got it done. And it was, it's one of those things where it's like, it, like, and we were even talking about that going into like the AFC championship. Like Hayden Hurst is not on the same level as Kelsey Kittle and Goddard, but Hurst was getting it done and he was getting at least 40 or 50 yards a game. And that's just kind of what you need from a tight end compared to like a two receptions for 15 yards type deal from a tight end where you're not targeting the tight end. You need the tight end to get open the open field because they're the tight ends are the ones that are going to make those clutch third down plays for you to move up field. The wide receivers might be, you know, covered. It's it just, the play might not work on the line. The tight end is the one that you need to target. And we were talking about Steelers history. And when it came to the Steelers, I don't remember who it was exactly back in the nineties. I'm blanking right this second, but we, but moving past the, the 90s, moving into the 2000s, the Steelers had a really solid team in the early 2000, 2000s. And it was in 2004, I believe, or 2005. It was one of those years. Remember, I'm not, I'm like two years old at this point. I got to go back and do some research. But Heath Miller was drafted, mm-hmm. which was the tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that following year, the his rookie year, that year, the following year, we went in and we won the Super Bowl against the Seahawks. And, like, all we needed was the tight end push. And then we won. We didn't have a solid tight end before then. All we had was Heath. And then we got Heath Miller, and then it it was solid. And I look back, and I'm like, all right, yes, L.A. Rams had Higby just enough to get it done. Okay, and then you go into 2021. They had the Buccaneers. They had Gronk, and he was solid. 2020, the, the tight ends were Kittle and Kelsey. 2019, you know, it was it was the Patriots and Gronk still played at that point. Maybe was Gronk still playing in 2019? Did he retire in 2020? I don't know. Uh, I don't remember when he double when he singled retired the first time. So I went back. I went into the archives. I dove down. I dove deep. I went and found the last ten Super Bowl winners in their tight ends. So Rams Mm -hmm. had Higby, Bucks had Gronk, Chiefs Kelsey, Pats Gronk, Eagles ran. Selleck and Ertz, which I think Ertz was injured, but he played most of Ertz, the season. Yeah, he was relatively hurt, um, but Virgil yeah. Green was with the Broncos. New England had Gronk. Seattle had uh, Wilson and this other – oh, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Yep, not not the quarterback. Not not the quarterback. <laughs> um, and then Baltimore had Ed, Dickin, Ed Dixon – can't read my own handwriting and then the new york giants had jake ballard so i then was like okay what does that mean and so i looked at jake ballard because he was the first one on the list or like the oldest on the list and he had Mm -hmm. 604 yards for four touchdowns his first year or that year that they won the super bowl which it's like okay uh that's not very impressive compared to guys like kelsey so then I went and I was like, where did how how do these newer guys step up against the guys of the past? And so I looked up tight ends with a thousand yard season. There is one that has seven. Can you guess who it is? One that has seven one. There is one tight end in NFL history who has seven thousand yard seasons. Oh, I have no idea. Travis, no, I don't even want to guess. Travis Kelsey. Travis, it is Travis Kelsey. Travis I didn't even Kelsey. want to say that because I didn't want to sound stupid. No, Travis Kelsey has 7,000-yard seasons. Then next is Gronk, Jason Witten, and Tony Gonzalez. Uh, Gonzalez mm-hmm. is a Hall of Famer. Witten's a maybe. Gronk is a Hall of Famer, um, likely. Uh, Gonz- oh, yeah, Kelsey's a definite Hall of Famer as well. Um, but Gonzalez retired in 2013. Witten retired a few years ago. Uh, they each have 4,000-yard seasons. So mm-hmm. Gronk has nearly double what all those guys have. Greg Olson is the next in line with 3,000-yard seasons, and he's also a possible Hall of Famer. I've seen people argue for his Hall of Fame candidacy as well. What this tells me is that the way the game is changing, the tight end is becoming more used. And I think I know why. 
after having thought of this, thought about this for two weeks. Um. <laughs> so, for the for people who don't know, the everyone thinks of football as a passing game now, but in the past it was very run heavy. Um, Barry Sanders, O.J. Simpson. You had your you had your big runners. You had guys who were known for running the ball. That was important, and having an important running or strong running back was very important. There were guys who were having two thousand yard rushing seasons when there were fourteen games, which is insane to think about those, these days. Now, it's a passing league. It is a league where we focus on the quarterback. He's the most important guy on the field. Having strong wide receivers and needing blockers that can stand for a long time. So what? how does this all relate to the tight end? How does having a strong tight end help your passing game? Well, the tight end position has essentially become an extra receiver and an extra offensive lineman on the field. So you can have someone who, like Kelsey, who is a phenomenal blocker, block for your running back, but he can also go up and catch the ball and have a thousand yard season. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the Bengals' problems last season. Was CJ Uzama? Love him still, great guy. I, I don't. I still don't understand why Bengals fans randomly decided to hate him, but I think he's still cool. CJ Uzama wasn't great at blocking. He was a decent pass catcher, but he couldn't really block that well. That's why they went and got Hayden Hurst, saw how he did. He was a much better blocker and had the same pass-catching ability, if not better. So having a guy who can block for you in your run game or even your passing game, if they if you can block for them and have that extra protection, great. But then you have that guy like you talked about who, say, say um, Patrick Mahomes, he's – He's got all these reads. He's got Juju. He's got Sky Moore, uh, Kadarius Tony, whoever whoever's out there. That Marquez Valdez Scantling. They have all sorts of wide receivers they plug and put in. Um, all those guys are covered. Where are you gonna Where are you gonna go? You can run, or you could throw it to the giant guy standing in the middle of the field. Who, that a lot of times isn't covered. Right. By the way. Like, yeah. He's if you not notice, covered, like he's... a lot of times the tight end isn't always covered in the middle of the field. And he's five yards away. So usually, or he's like close. He's closer than all those other guys. So I think what has happened is as the game has evolved, because if you'll notice my list, okay, Gronk, Gronk's insane. Gronk's a monster. But like, absolutely. Zach Wilson. Ed Dixon, Jake Ballard, Virgil Green, Brian Selleck. These aren't huge names. These aren't, like, they're good. They're good, obviously. They play in the NFL. But then we get into our Gronk, Kelsey, Gronk, Higby. These guys that are, and now you've got Kittle. You're getting these big names. Tight end is becoming a more recognized position. It's the only position, to my knowledge, that has an official holiday. Um, It is just increasingly becoming more and more part of the game and i think as coaches change their offenses to include the tight end to make him more of a pass catcher instead of just a blocker it helps them improve what what do you have what do you have to say i was just gonna ask so what year did you say ed dickinson was it was what 2013 2015 whatever the year was the ravens won the super bowl Okay. I don't have his stats written down. So he wrote – well, I was just looking because I don't rem- remember off the top of my head. Ravens will win. Um, Ravens won in 2013. Okay, yeah, 2013. Because you have a good point because Ed Dickinson, he had – he played 16 games, and he – and in those 16 games, he had 25 receptions for 273 yards and a touchdown that year. See, that's not – and that's not that good. I mean, I don't know if there's there's no stat that on this because I'm on Pro Football Reference. There's no stat that talks about. Uh, doesn't look like there's anything that talks about blocking or anything like that. Just longest reception, yards per target, rushing attempts, well, those don't count. 
doesn't say anything about blocking. So we don't really know how many like blocks and stuff right. he had during the games and stuff. But I think you make up a good point that it, it definitely is evolving. I just think that um, also, I mean, like in times before, like you, you just like, and I mean, th- that was just his regular season stats. We don't know how well he did in the playoffs. Maybe he like lit it up in the playoffs. I mean, I didn't follow ball. Like I said, I didn't follow football as much as I did when I was, you know, like as I do now, but like, but like there definitely is a change. Like you were saying with like the evolving of the tight ends and, um, I think one of the things that teams need to realize is with the evolving nature of the game, which happens constantly. Cause like every year it's like, I mean like every sport gets more intense, like, like back in like the NHL, like going and spinning off real quick. The NHL used to be like very heavy goal scoring. Wayne Gretzky used to score like six goals a game, like not, not that many, but it used to be a lot of goals and like, it was crazy amounts of goals and the games would end like eight, five, now games here are ending like one nothing, two one, three two. Like they're lower scoring games, and why? Because the nature is much more competitive than it was back in the eighties and seventies and nineties. Just like now, it's not as heavy of a run game anymore. It's more of a run. It's more of a. It's more of a run later. Let's pass now. And you're seeing players, you're seeing quarterbacks throwing like sixty passing attempts a game, which is insane. But like it's happening. And um, I think the tight end has become much more of a crucial thing. Now you can stem back and you can say that it's much more of a, like, you know, adding a tight end can really be that missing piece that you're missing for a team. Like for example, the Steelers in 2005 and 2006, or you could be like, like uh, Baltimore back in 2013 that already had a very complete team. And Ed Dickinson was just a part of it. I... Like he, he was just doing okay enough that it was just like, all right, well he's here. It's not like he's, you know, uh, Tony Gonzalez, but he's he's enough, and they already had a complete team around him. That it wasn't like it was a necessity, but I feel like some of these much more stud tight ends, like you know, are kind of keeping the teams consistent. Maybe I mean it's when you have a when you have a good tight end, it becomes a game within a game. I mean, you if we look at the Kansas City Chiefs, that's a situation where you have to double team them. You have to double-team the tight end every single play. You have to double-team Kelsey. That leaves yeah. someone open, usually. Um, it's not easy to take these guys down, either. You have Kelsey's six foot five, 250 pounds, and he runs like a wide receiver. That's insane. He's built like an offensive lineman, but he runs like a wide receiver. Beast. So you need two guys to tackle these guys. And you can't just be like, good luck, or he's probably blocking on this play. We don't need to cover him. No, you still need to cover him because he might not be. He might not be blocking. And if he's not blocking, he's going to run down the field and absolutely obliterate your secondary. And we've seen it happen. I mean, Kelsey, Gronk, Waller, Kittle, all of these guys are, right now, they seem like they're, random like where did these guys come from i think we're gonna start seeing more and more guys like this and this isn't taking away from what they've done but it is pointing out that you're gonna have your college coaches and your high school coaches they're gonna be seeing this and they're gonna be like oh yeah we can do that or they're gonna start training their tight ends more like this and then as they go through the draft you're gonna start seeing that more in the nfl you're gonna start seeing guys who can catch they can't just or they can do more than just block essentially or catch a pass every now and then we're going to start yeah, and I'm... we're going to no, start go ahead, go we're ahead. going to start seeing these guys who consistently are the number one weapon that the quarterback is turning to okay yeah um so what i was just going to add is i mean like there are other teams that are really utilizing the um the tight end a lot more maybe they're not as recognized but like they are like almost being added in as more of a crucial role um, in like different offenses. Like, I mean, even like with the Steelers, for example, like Pat Fryermuth isn't like on the same level as Kelsey and Goddard and Kittle. No, but he is at least getting like, like if you're a fantasy football, like guru, he's project, he gets about 10 or 11 points a game and he's averaging the same consistent amount as he has in like every single week. I think uh, other than like maybe one week he got blanked, 
but every other week, like he had been consistent enough that like the tight end is being targeted more in Pittsburgh. And like, that's just Pittsburgh. But like, you can go and look around the league. Like, you know, you still have like Mark Andrews. You still have like some of these other tight ends that we're not even discussing because, you know, obviously they didn't make it far enough, but like, it's almost like, like Josh said, the game is changing enough that like, Yes, the tight end was big then, but like it's bigger than it was now because the teams that aren't making it as far don't have that key component. And I feel like the key component is the tight end. And I don't think Buffalo's downfall necessarily is just the tight end because Dawson Knox is decent. But what if they had like a Travis Kelsey on their team? Or somebody maybe not as like revolutionary as Travis Kelsey, but mm-hmm. somebody like on a level where it was just like enough to get it done where the, the dude just, you know, got like, you know, four receptions for 60 yards that game. It's like, how much more would their passing game changed? Would they have maybe won the Super Bowl already? Would they have won many Super Bowls at this point? I mean, probably not. I mean, it's so hard to win a Super Bowl, but like y- you always kind of wonder. And like when the Steelers had their killer bees that I had talked about before, our tight end was Jesse James. It was almost like, you know, nothing against Jesse James, but he's not like that tier guy, you know, like every team almost is like always missing, excuse me, missing a piece. But I feel like the tight end is definitely where it needs to be. Most of the time you need a good tight end. And if you don't good dang chance, you might not make it that far, no matter how good your offense and defense is. Okay. little trivia question for you, because I think this is amazing. I think it really speaks to how much the game has changed. And um, I want to kind of shout these guys out because they did something that, I mean, wasn't super feasible in their time. But how many Hall of Famers do you think there are that are tight ends? Um, um I'm going to go with, just off the top of my head, there's definitely not a lot. And I might be underestimating this, but I was going to say like eight, maybe. No way. You Googled that. No, 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 no. I, I don't have my – nowhere eight, just Wait, off the well, top of my is, head. This is of 2011, I, but this is the article that popped up. So, I This isn't accurate, actually. This isn't accurate because I know Tony Gonzalez retired in 2013, and I know okay. that he's in the Hall of Fame. So, you're wrong. <laughs> Okay, well, that was my prediction, and it was eight. In 2011, you were right, which was on the website I was on. And Um, there have been enough tight ends that have retired in that time and probably may or may not have gotten in. Okay, well, actually, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you because it's nine, and Tony Gonzalez is the ninth one. Um, But Dave Casper. touch anything. It's Dave Casper, Mike Ditka, Tony Gonzalez, John Mackey, Ozzie Newsome, stud. Uh, Charlie Sanders, Shannon Sharp, another stud, Jackie Smith, and Kellen Winslow. So these guys were playing. Tony Gonzalez is the most recent one. He played from 1997 to 2013. So they did something um, that shouldn't have really been possible. I mean, if these guys had played in today's offense, I want to know what they would have done because that's insane. You know, Mike Ditka, great guy. He's from, he's from like, literally, like, an area of my town. Like, he's from Carnegie, PA. He played in, from 1961 to 1972. And he yeah. is in the Hall of Fame. So, that's, that's insane. That's crazy. He had five Pro Bowls, 427 receptions, 43 touchdowns, 5,812 yards. In a mostly run-heavy game. That's wild. That is crazy to me. And did you know that uh, Ditka also played for Pitt? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great guy. And he, he grew up, like, right where I grew up when I was younger. Like, I have a lot of friends in the Carnegie area. So, shout out to Carnegie. Shout out to Carnegie. Shout out Mike Ditka. Shout out to the Hall of Fame tight ends. Because that is yeah, insane. Yeah, that is insane. I mean, all everyone in the Hall of Fame is obviously insane. But, I mean, we're you hear people talking about Travis Kelsey having 1,000-yard seasons. 
Gonzalez had four of them, and he was still kind. Of, there was still kind of a transition period of he was ending his career as the transition period was starting. So yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, Revolutionary. I still think Gronk's the best to do it at that position. Travis Kelsey's making an argument in my mind for it, but. And every tight end over the next 10 to 15 years is going to continue to make an <laughs> yeah, argument I mean, for it, I feel exactly, like. Yeah. Because, you, because you have Dallas Goddard now, and you have George Kittle that's still kind of in, in, on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of people that are like still fighting to be like, yeah, I was one of the best tight ends of my decade type thing. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes and plays out. Yeah, it, tight end's a fun position to watch. It, it's my favorite position. I think if I had played, I would want to want to have been tight end my favorite nfl player is tyler eifert he played tight end so um yeah love the tight end position if you're a tight end and you're listening to this show we appreciate you you're a crucial part you are a crucial part of the nfl and winning a super bowl that being said i think that is all to be said besides the fact that we have an Instagram. It's nobuts underscore show. We have an email. It's bullmoosepodcast2 at gmail.com. That's the number two. Um, we have a Twitter, or I have a Twitter. That's josh underscore butts underscore 2001. Been getting some hits lately. Some people have been retweeting me because I pointed out that Arian Foster was joking. Um, and Yeah, that, that's people, a whole thing. People took own. that very seriously for some reason. Um. And then we also have a YouTube, but my roommate discovered something. It's No Butts Show, N-O-B-U-T-T-S-S-H-O-W. There's nothing up there right now, but there will be soon. And what my roommate discovered was when you type butts into YouTube, certain things do come up. So put a filter on if you search for it. Because we do need subscribers, and we need help getting up the chain so that people don't see those things you need the filter for. But as of now, you do need a filter if you search for it. So Yeah, because, I mean, the show is No Buts Show, so, I yeah, mean, like, you I have know. to yeah. really be careful. Yeah, it just just a warning, just a heads up. But And I'm, we would highly recommend, like, when we make a link tree to just follow the link tree and don't look it up on your own because if you look it up on your own, probably not gonna end well because i have looked it up and there are some very questionable videos i've seen where i'm like i don't even know how this is on youtube right now Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna get into detail obviously but my last name is butts i am josh butts we're keeping the show name but we're gonna we are going to become so popular that those other videos you just don't even see them that's the goal so if you don't subscribe for any other reason subscribe for that reason Yes. And for that reason, or for now, we'll see you Friday, which is tomorrow, probably. A couple hours. Yeah, we'll see you in a couple hours to record tomorrow's episode, which we'll upload tomorrow as well. Uh, Hope everyone has a great next uh, three hours of their Thursday. And go do something nice for someone Friday morning. Maybe pay for someone's meal. McDonald's. That's a, that's actually a great idea. Yeah, do Definitely something do, that. do something nice. Okay. See y'all later. <laughs>